Welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Aaron Pym, and I'm the producer of the theatrical variety show, The Bedpost Sex Show, that we host here in Toronto twice a month. Here at the podcast, I like to invite guests and performers from the stage show and beyond into the studio to indulge me in a more in-depth conversation about sex and sexuality. <laughs> this week, I have a super babely guest, sexuality educator, mm-hmm. Heather Elizabeth. Hey. Hey, girl, hey. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure. Why don't we um, just tell everybody who you are, what you do. The whole, the whole, the spiel. whole, give us, whole yeah, thing. give us the whole thing. Yeah, so I'm a, I'm one of those strung together titles. So I'm a sexuality educator. I call myself a sexuality agitator because I think we live in kind of a messed up culture and I want to like poke at it and uh, bring it down a little bit. That's my not so secret agenda because I keep telling everyone it. I forget to make it a secret <laughs> agenda. I just actually shove it in people's faces rather than slide it around back. Um, <laughs> Saucy. Right? Oh, well. You, well, and you started with baby. I'm like, well, now I'm just on this tangent. Uh, but I'm also a counselor. I'm also a coach. Yes. So the counseling is a lot of um, a little more advice giving people who are who want to explore something or have an idea of what they want to do, but they're new to the area and they don't know. I kind of take on a a role of providing counsel. So here are some options. Here are some things that we can work with. Here are some questions you can ask yourself. And then the coaching is very specific, very like goal, you know, there's type A people who are like, we're getting this done. I'm like, yes, we are. Let's do it. (laughs) So that's what I do. And I guess also the other thing, I'm kind of known for um, alternative stuff. So non-monogamy, kink, uh, just people who who have seen the options that are out there and don't really like them and want to kind of like craft their own um, relationship to sexuality, either with themselves or with other people, mm-hmm. and consent. Consent is my other jam that I talk about. A Very lot. important mm-hmm. subject mm-hmm. in today's world. It, you can't escape it right now. No. I'm a little bit burned out, but it's important. Still. I hear you. I hear you, girl. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. How do you and you and your practice and your public speaking engagements and all this, how, what is your whole view on sex and sexuality? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's evolving too, even as I do this. When I first started, I called myself a sexuality empowerment coach. Mm-hmm. And uh, the kind of like website was Authentic Sexual You. Oh. Because I really think what's important about our relationship to sexuality is that it works for us. And it be- can become a place of healing and, and power and confidence and kind of like a very personal reserve. Mm-hmm. Like sexuality to me is exciting because no one can take it from you, mm. right? Like desire, pleasure, your relationship with your body. Other people can can try and mess with that, but there's an ownership if you can get to that place. That yeah, becomes, it's ultimately yours. Yeah, that's ultimately yours, right? Like someone can fire you from a job. They can't fire you from your... Uh, your understanding of your desires or your pleasure or how you feel that in your body, right? It's people can sometimes disrupt that and it takes us time to get back to that and rework our relationship with our body. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, there's, but there's deep power in that and that's something that people have understood 
for a really, really long time, right? The power of sexuality. Um, now I, I realize that it's a little weird for me to be like, I will empower you. Like, let me impart you with power. I can't <sighs> do that. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely more understanding myself as now someone who wants to ask difficult questions and get you thinking about things and kind of disrupt how you've seen your relationship to sexuality. I think in particular for people who are socialized as women, um, they understand that they have to behave a certain way, right? Mm -hmm. That isn't necessarily... There's a script. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And and there's so much emphasis on being desired yes. and being a wanted person that we sometimes separate from what we actually want. And we forget that that option actually is available to us. Yeah, right? I feel like a lot of... Back. Yeah, yeah. I feel like a lot of women I talked to didn't really use any type of sexual activity for their own pleasure mm -hmm. until like like way later yep. in their sex lives yep. that they're like oh this can be about me yeah. like it didn't even the thought doesn't even occur to a lot yeah. of women or even or even just being in touch with your own body's wants like are you hungry right now are you thirsty right now mm. do you want thai food for dinner or do you want burritos for dinner <laughs> do you need to stretch your body or should you have a dance party to like some modest mouse right now right a little, like <laughs> 90s throwback or i guess 2000 but anyways so we just we get really disconnected from ourselves and, and sexuality is a great entry point to reconnecting to ourselves right yeah so okay authenticity yeah is your main your main dealio. Yeah, my, de my deal. Your deal. What, tell, talk to me about authenticity. Why auth authenticity? Why authenticity? Because it goes back to that fundamental belief that sexuality should be a place of personal power okay. and personal connection. So um, I see a lot in the sexuality industry at large, do this, get that, right? Like, like here is, here is a prefab sex life for you. Mm -hmm. And I think that just as in mainstream society or just like in the world at large we get pushed and prodded in ways that we are told that we should be going mm -hmm. uh, and people are happier and more connected to themselves and then if they're more connected to themselves they can connect more to the people around them and fundamentally I think humans crave relationships and connections and, and need to be connected to other people to feel to feel fulfilled or happy in life so if I try and say you should have this sex life mm -hmm. here's the things you should do you should be hanging from the ceilings dating five people a week, uh, but then only on Sundays reserve it for vanilla night so you turn the lights off and have like dim lit candles and like play some Kenny G. Like if I hand you that, it's yeah. not authentic. It's not gonna be that, that powerful place for yourself. Mm -hmm. And then you can't translate that. Mm -hmm. But if you and I can work together and we can figure out what really makes you happy, where you're shooting on yourself mm -hmm. uh, and trying to force yourself into places or where other people are trying to force you into places, mm -hmm. we can, show you how to reconnect to that and then you get to build your own sexuality yeah. and craft your own relationship goals and your pleasure goals and and I think that is the place where then it translates out into the rest of our lives. Okay. So how how does one do that? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> like so this many all ways. this sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. love this concept. What are some concrete things that one can do mm -hmm. to kind of tap into their own sexual authenticity? Yeah. So I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you two things that you can do that are Love super it. super simple. Love it. Uh, the first one is a, a kind of a negative. So notice every time you should yourself. So what does that mean? So every time you're saying, "Oh, I should, uh, I should want sex right now. I mm. should desire this. I should be wearing lingerie. I should." Uh, strike up a conversation with someone at a bar. I should be dating more. I should be polyamorous. I should be monogamous. Like notice where you're pressuring your own self um, in your sexuality. 
and then pause that and be like, okay, here's what I should do. What do I want in this moment? Mm -hmm. The hard part is, is we aren't used to asking ourselves Ourselves what we want. Yeah. So the, the harder part is the filling that void, right? At first you notice the problem. And once you become aware of it, you'll probably notice you're shitting yourself a lot. So then you reframe it and say, okay, what do I want in this moment? Mm -hmm. If you don't know, um, you can take a wild guess, right? You can just be like, ah, I don't know. Let's try, try this. this. Try this, right? And see how you feel about it. Yeah. The other thing you can start doing on the regular is say, hey, body, what do you want right now? And just start doing body scans. Like, actually, like, start to think about your body. Start at the feet and be like, how do my feet feel? Are they tired? Are they well-rested? Do I feel connected to the ground? How are my legs? Is there any pain in them? Should I have stretched something in my body? Uh, how's my back? Is it tight? Am I hungry? Like, just start literally working top down or bottom up and check in with your body. I prefer bottom up. (laughs) God bless bottoms. Um, Start checking in with your body just on the physical, right? Mm. And then once you've started to understand how that works and actually tune into your body, then you can start asking, how do I want to feel right now? Mm. I feel scattered. I want to feel more stable. Mm. I feel safe. I want to feel more overwhelmed. I feel bored. I want to feel adventure. Mm. And so this gives you an understanding of the things that you actually are craving. Mm. Um, And then from there, it's a rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you can, (laughs) from there, you can design relationships, design your sex life, design your masturbation situation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, On and on and on. Yep. And, and also mm. less too, if you want, right? If you think you need to connect to some sort of like hypersexuality, mm. it's also okay to be like, I'd really rather focus on other stuff right now. I'm tired. Yeah. I don't want to date this month. I don't really give an F that I'm single. How are, how are we for swearing on this podcast? I can't remember. We're great. Okay. So if you don't want to give a fuck <laughs> about any of that stuff right now, and you just want to spend the time reconnecting to your own pleasure and decide you want to have a solo sexuality for this week or this day or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, yeah, it cracks all that open. I feel like if there it would, if there is a problem with this, my first thought is, that I would, or that a lot of people might just say, I don't want, I'm tired and I don't want to do anything. Yeah. Because I, I feel like for me and maybe a lot of people I just happen to like be around, we're all burning the candle yep. like crazy. Yep. And it's like, I feel like if we really <laughs> like thinking about what do I want right, right now, it's like, I don't want to do anything. I want to sleep. I don't want to fuck anyone. I don't want to like... I don't want to do anything. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I want to encourage you to dig into that question, though. Mm -hmm. Like, do you want to numb out and just binge watch TV for 20 hours? Yes. Or (laughs) do you want, do you want, like, a a bath or to sit in a hot shower and do feel the self, water self care. Right? Yeah. yeah. Do you, do, what's, what is restorative, right? Mm-hmm. Do you need rest and sleep? Do you need someone to actually come over and worship your body where you're not responsible for their pleasure, mm-hmm. but they're just gonna take on your pleasure and act as like literally a service. They're yeah. just going to come over and take care of you. Yeah. Right. And maybe you can set up a relationship with someone where it's reciprocal. Yeah. One week you go over and, and like please them in all sorts of ways. And I'm thinking massages and comfortable beds and warm temperatures. But, and then the next week it swaps and they come right. over and, and do you whatever right. the do looks like. Yeah. Right. 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 Um, but actually, yeah, it's, you actually have to dig into that. Like, okay, what does rest mm-hmm. look like? What does restoration look like? Mm-hmm. Um, 
what is my body craving right now and how can I how can I give myself that? I think restoration is a good thing to bring up when you're kind of in that space of like I'm not interested in sex and I don't want to have sex and I just want to stay home and mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. you know just binge out on TV or whatnot as yeah. you were saying like but that's a great second question to have like okay how can I kind of work towards or yeah. heal past this or yeah. restore and often by asking ourselves why we think we might not want connection with someone else is it because we're not good at boundaries and so when we get in an encounter with someone else their their will their desire not violation but just if you're a person who knows what you want, mm -hmm. sometimes you can run a little ramshot over everyone else by, by people who are less in touch with their desires, right? right? It's easy to just get your own way all the time. So do you need to start self-advocating for yourself? Do yeah. you need to have a conversation with someone about uh, how you've been shitting yourself yeah. and you think that you have to provide them things that they might not even want you to be responsible for, Yeah. right? So you can look to those barriers or challenges and be like, okay, how am I going to navigate this? Yeah. And this is all very hard work to do on your own. Mm -hmm. right? The reason I know this is because this is because I've been doing this. <laughs> <laughs> it's because this is the reason you are here. Yeah, these are the conversations I have with people all the time. Right. So I because it is a very hard thing to do by mm -hmm. yourself to self motivate mm -hmm. and to get to this thought of okay, don't just sit in this. Let's mm -hmm. you know work at it and then say how do I work at it? So yeah, that's yeah. why you're how here. How do you know what you don't know? Right. Well, you look to people. Yeah who have kind of gone through the thing and who kind of do this. Yeah, but yeah, 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 love yeah. it. <laughs> um, is it too early to uh, move the conversation to kink? No, it's never. never. It's never too <laughs> yeah, early. What time is it? <laughs> Um, you were at a King conference this weekend. I was. Yes. Yeah, I was at Winter Wickedness down in, uh, down in Columbus area, Ohio. We're mm -hmm. not allowed to give away the exact location, but... <laughs> I've been in the U.S. Yeah, it's always funny crossing the border, and people are like, "What? What are you going to?" I'm like, "A, a relationship. I don't convention know. where we talk about oh, wholesome activities know. and the Bible." Border guard, <laughs> please let me into your country. Yeah, <laughs> oh. that's like people that ask me, "Where is the ritual chamber?" Like in Toronto, and mm. I'm like, "I can't, I can't say." It's around. <laughs> it's around. It's at an undisclosed location. Yeah, um, very convenient. I assure you, you can get there. Yeah. Which says nothing. Yeah. Um, and, okay, one thing we, you and I were talking about pre-recording, which I would love to pick your brain about, is finding a kinky partner or finding people for kinky play. Because mm -hmm. that is just, it's a huge, yeah. a huge thing, which I go through kind of on a constant basis. Oh, so do I. So do I. You're fine. And a lot of people do. And, and I feel like a lot of people also um, encounter that for the first time, like mm -hmm. swaths of people mm -hmm. want to get into kinky play and mm -hmm. just don't know how to find, you know, a kinky partner that fits them and, you know, wants to, that's like matched for them. Yeah. It's funny. I find often couples are, are so curious about this. How are we going to do kink? How are we going to bring it in? I'm like, you've already found each other. Like, don't worry, you'll work it out. You <laughs> like each other, you'll work it out. <laughs> Those of us who come into the scene single or who experience a breakup and then have to go out and date, it's difficult and strange and there are there are a lot of uh challenges to it so first of all like where are the people 
Yes. Right? So I was at this King Convention, which means it was a hotel takeover. We booked the entire <laughs> thing, and there were probably around 750, 800 people. Yeah, there's all the people. They there's were a there. a lot of people there, there, right? And they're there, and they're wandering around. And we literally, like, can use FetLife message boards to say, here are the things I'm looking for. Here are my kinks. You can check out people and say, like, oh, we probably have something in common. Let's spend some time together. Strike right. up a conversation. But we don't always have that resource. <laughs> we're not yeah. at the hotel. Yeah, we're not We're not there. And <laughs> Kink dating mirrors in so many ways regular dating, yeah. right? Where you just, you gotta find a way to get out and meet people. Yeah. That's the first challenge. Where do you find the people? Yeah. Uh, FetLife isn't set up to be a dating site. Yeah. So. Yeah, like, you honestly, you, are... you can't even search. That's the most frustrating thing for me because it's not a dating platform. Yeah. You cannot search for male doms in Toronto. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. So I'm going to make a like plea <laughs> to anybody who is watching this. If you are pervy, find a way to put that information on your dating profile. So on your OkCupid, Match.com, Plenty of Fish, like all these things, they are set up for dating. People are looking there to date. You can just put a little line. If you're on FL, my profile is. That's all you need to say. Right? To be like, I'm into it. Yeah. And then people can go to FetLife, look you up, check you out, see if that is there. Or That's a great tip. You know, it's something like, um, uh, I was a fan of Fifty Shades of Grey. I know it's hokey. Yeah. But and there's but a lot a there's a lot drop, of things that are right? mm, about mm. it but and when we look at the BDSM community for a long time there was a the practice of flagging yeah. right so they had flags that meant different things and that was how you would advertise so you could spot people on the street and you'd be like oh your keys are hanging from a certain direction yeah. because it wasn't yeah, necessarily yeah, yeah. safe to walk up to someone or socially appropriate to walk up to someone and be like, hello, do you like fisting? Yes, no. Would you like to fist me? Like, that is a lot. That's, don't do that. Don't, nobody, <laughs> nobody do that. So the first challenge is, is the meeting people. And that is a lot of, it looks like vanilla dating. And so you try, try guys to, so you're, to pepper little things in. Yeah. So you're finding someone, say, online, and then you're like, let's grab a coffee. Yeah. Just exactly like a regular kind of date. Thing. Just like a regular thing. Yeah. You, can also, you can also do this in everyday conversation. You can be a little... Uh, suggestive when you're chatting with someone at a bar or a concert, right? Um, you can you can mention that oh, if you want to look me up on social media, here's my Twitter handle. I also have a profile on FL or FetLife. Like you can pepper these things in depending on the chemistry you feel with a person, right? right. So if you happen to meet someone in a bar, then mm -hmm. you can be like, oh, by the way, you know, yeah, rather is... when you're about to be like, here's my number, right? What you can be you can also be like, here's my. FetLife yeah. profile. And you can, you can, if you're having a conversation, what kind of movies you like, you can pepper in secretary. Uh, you can, like, there, there are options, right? You just casually drop this in and see if people pick them up. Right. Because people who are looking for what you're looking for are already kind of primed yeah. to pick that stuff They're up. They're looking for it. Right? Whereas other people will just be like, FetLife, what's that? And you're like, oh, you okay, know never so much mind. social media. Like, who, I can't even keep up. And then you can redirect the conversation. <laughs> yeah. Um, the second part that's tricky then is that people in in the rush to find or the focus of finding people with compatible kinks, mm -hmm. sometimes we forget to find people with compatible personalities, Yes, right? So yes. we get in this weird uh, cart before the horse situation yeah. and, and negotiating a, a kink encounter can look really weird because you're first you're lining up all of your like, okay, I'm into this domination, thing. but only sensual domination and you yes. can't be angry about it but like encouragement uh, I do like biting and I don't like yeah, and we can make laundry lists out of things of the details yeah. of everything yeah and and if you are new to kink or your fetish um 
your erotic imagination is narrow, mm -hmm. then you might be really, really specific. And that is, that's a, like a different set of challenges that if there's only a, a very small thing that what's about what gets you off, uh, it's going to be more difficult. To find a compatible mm -hmm. person. Yeah. So I encourage people to kind of like go back to that emotional thing. What emotions do you like to feel during kink? I love that. I love that. Uh, any Anytime anyone asks me that, mm -hmm. what what is the general feeling you want in the room? Mm -hmm. I love that question. Because then you can figure out what kind of actions bring that up for you and what kind of actions bring that up for another person. And even if it hadn't been something you considered, you can still find that common ground around negotiating that yeah. kind of stuff. Or, or as right? you were saying, did you say, how do you want to feel? How, mm -hmm. how do you want to be made to feel mm -hmm. in this scenario? Mm -hmm. How do you like to feel? Mm -hmm. Yeah, same, same idea. That's very much a, a, a information the bottom usually gives. Yes, right? yeah, good point. I'm gonna encourage yeah. people to also ask that of the top or the person, the dominant, like what, whoever, maybe we're two switches, but, but the idea of like, how does everyone want to feel? Yes. Because it's important that my partner feels the way they want to feel as well as me feeling how I want to feel because then we create that energy and that spark that feeds off each other and makes it really good. So it's, there's still got to be compatibility that way mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, that you're both dig the same feeling in the room, even, mm -hmm. even if you haven't, you haven't necessarily uh, talked about specific acts that you want to do. And maybe there's new acts that you hadn't thought of or mm -hmm. whatever, but that has to be a common thing. Mm -hmm, like what, mm -hmm. how do you want to feel? How do you want the atmosphere to be yep. what helps you what um, like what helps you step into a powerful headspace what helps you step into a submissive house headspace what helps you feel overwhelmed um so starting with the feeling and then working back with like maybe yeah so don't of... start with all these details mm -hmm. don't start with fisting with anal with with crops with floggers yeah. like that that will come yeah. in the discussion about like how are we actually compatible and i'm a huge believer that if you and someone else find each other attractive mm -hmm. like you can find a way to get down that will be satisfying for you right right like yeah. if, if there's right. chemistry between you and the other person something's gonna work i used to have a you're friend. gonna find a thing yeah i used to have a friend <laughs> that was like listen if your kinks are compatible you can always just fuck it's fine <laughs> and i was like oh yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah for kinky yeah. people we can <laughs> oh yeah we can just have, but, but even like, even just having, you know, sex without the accoutrements, without the rope bondage, without the bondage, like any bondage of any sort, without yeah. the floggers or the whips, you can still, the words and the hands and the eye gazing and the, the music you pick in the room and the energy that you bring with that chemistry can still give it the flavors you want. Mm -hmm. You can pepper in. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, this is where it gets difficult though, because because it is so much about chemistry and about connection, which means you have to go through the numbers and find the people, right? Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I would say don't, you know, probably it's a bad bet if someone is like, uh, if someone carries a lot of shame around sex and then they might not be able to talk with you about it and it's gonna be very difficult to have that conversation. For sure. So if you're looking for something immediate and you're not wanting to put in the work to help someone overcome that, which is fair choice, uh, that's a thing you're going to want to know. But you would care about that in a... Friendly way. Every day. Every day in a dating empa situation. empathic way. Yeah. You care about other people yeah, and yeah, their yeah. struggles. Yeah. Um, oh, and now I forget the other like word of caution that I was going to make. It's gone. I'm sure it'll come back later. I'll be like, oh, that second point. Yeah, it'll come around. <laughs> um, since you brought up caution, one thing um, that I, as a submissively minded person, mm -hmm. um, you know, meeting a person that I don't know that is going to do all these things to me, you know, um, that could potentially put me 
and have have a safety risk to yeah. it, right? Yeah. So, are there any tips, tricks, advice? <sighs> I mean, so around that. Yes and no. Uh, putting yourself in a vulnerable situation with another person is inherently risky, right? Yeah. Like this is actually something that's part of vanilla dating too and regular dating too. This is yes, why we meet point. people in public. This is why we have a few dates before uh, before yeah. we we put ourselves alone with them. Mm-hmm. Kink adds that risk factor, but if you actually look at how uh, violations are happening and consent incidents are happening. So the NCSF, which is the National Coalition of Sexual Freedom, did do a study and they found that most people are experiencing consent violations within the third or fourth encounter with someone. It's not happening in the first encounter. Okay. Because in the first encounter, we're very mindful about limits and it's a new person, so we're paying particular attention. Often, as I hope you would be during your first sexual encounter with anyone, right? Yeah. You're paying attention to their body, how they respond to things. If things feel uncomfortable, should you stop and check in? It's when you get a little more comfortable, you can forget to mm-hmm. check in on your person and forget to bring that vigilance and that mindfulness together, right? That's a good point. There are definitely still predators that oh. are out there, and, and they exist everywhere. So mm-hmm. keep that in the back of your mind, but also if you just spend your whole time being afraid, like it's impossible to navigate the world, right? And yeah. as as AFAB people, like, actually it's not just AFAB people, so many people know this, right? So many people exist in a world that isn't safe for them. Mm-hmm. So, so tips and tricks, what can you do? Yeah. Can the person talk with you about sex? Can they be clear about their expectations, about their desires? Uh, someone, I think it was on Twitter, was saying that anytime they see someone put lol a lot like if in your tinder conversation every second word is lol lol, lol, it's like why is this so funny for you like what why do you have to laugh at this so much are you feeling shame Mm. and if the person's feeling shame Mm. you're gonna have to deal with all of their shame which might get put on you which might make them violent when they can't handle themselves or it just might make them uh weird and clunky and they don't want to talk to you immediately after the sex happened right like in kink often you want to check in with your partner a couple days later because you have that cycle where all the endorphins go up and then all the endorphins go down. Yeah. Aftercare. Uh, more than aftercare, but drop. Yeah, so a yeah, couple yeah. days later when bottom you Bottom drop or top drop. Yeah, yeah, top drop, bottom drop. Happens to everyone because we flooded our bodies with chemical soup and then our chemical stores are depleted. And so like it's like a roller coaster. It goes up, comes down. Eventually you mellow back out. Uh, so... If someone is in a shame spiral, they might not be able to show up for you during that time because they're so busy processing their own stuff. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make them a, a bad person, but it makes them a difficult person to build a relationship with because they can't show up for you in the way that you need them to. Yeah. Right? So that. Can they talk about it? Can they not talk about it? Right. Um, those are warning signs. If, they're, warning if they signs. just can't talk about sex right yeah. off the bat, that's a huge warning how sign. Are you, how are you going to do this? And it might work out okay, but it's higher risk. Uh, how are they respecting your boundaries when you're actually in person together? And this is why it's important to have these conversations offline and just not online. Yeah. Uh, I've had, I've had dates with people where they just are constantly touching me, right? Mm-hmm. Like arm, shoulder. Yeah. Just having and the coffee. Reciprocal. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm not interested in them, I won't reciprocate because I don't want to show them that I'm comfortable with their touch. If they get it and they stop, I understand that they, they've read a social cue. Great. Right. Yes. If they never get it, and I actually have to physically say, like, please stop touching me. You haven't Do asked to touch my body. Do not go home with this person. <laughs> they t- it tells me that they don't get boundaries, and I might if they if I tell them like, like I verbalize a boundary. Yes. And they respect it. Cool. They're mm. just clunky. They're just not great at social cues. Yeah. Right. If I tell them a boundary and they ignore it, 
or they shame me for it or whatever. Big that red for flag. me is Big a walk away. Flag. Yeah. yeah. So it, for me, there's a lot of nuances, right? There's like little red flags. There's things to check in about. There's big red flags. Um, what else is a, is a safety tip? Is there something we can do to kind of vet out a person or? Uh, yes and no. Like, like for me, uh, one thing that is very, a very good practice that I kind of keep is I try to get the person a vouched for a person. Yeah. I get it. I have it, you know, a friend of a friend or a, you know, friend of a colleague or whatever, just someone that's in the circle that can kind of vouch for the person. Yeah. It, it helps. Um, there are some challenges around that. For like, sure. Unless you're dating within your circle. I know. Right? You're like, telling me. I'm like, how do I meet new people? Yeah. <laughs> if you're meeting new people, you don't have that kind of vouch. And the second yes. thing is even even if they can provide a munch organizer. So I ran a munch for eight years. Or I co-ran a munch for eight years. I met a thousand people. Right. Mm-hmm. I met them for 30 seconds. I can tell you whether or not they walked out on their bill. I can tell you whether or not they were rude to the waiter. I can tell you whether or not they made anyone else feel uncomfortable in that room. I don't know how they behave when they have a choice to follow a boundary or not, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know how they behave in a stressful situation. I don't know how that how well they are at advocating for themselves. There's so much people can't vouch for. The best we can That's kind true. of say is like, yeah, I've never seen them behave inappropriately in a social situation. Unless they've slept with them, they don't know how that person that behaves. Is Unless they've done kink with them, they don't know that, right? That is so, such a good point. Yeah. So, so vetting works, and it doesn't. Because how work. often have have you know something come out about somebody that you knew, and you yeah. were like, "Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know." If predators were easy to spot, right? Like if they yeah. were if they were horrible all the time, we would know about them. Yes, it's because people are often they're not the same person all the time, and because people aren't aren't all one thing, right? Someone who, for whatever reason, refuses to follow boundaries in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be about shame. It could be about ignorance. It could be about power. And you don't know until you're in it. Yeah. So a lot of the stuff... And that person can have a perfectly normal conversation mm-hmm. with someone at a bar and give a great first impression. Yeah. Especially, if, especially if the thing that they get off on is taking power from people. They're going to be well-versed. In, in the manipulation. The yeah, exactly. Right. Yes. So I, I want to look for people who can talk about uh, how they respond when something goes wrong. Uh, what comes up emotionally for them when they feel rejected. Right. Mm. If, if I reject you, are you do you tend to get angry? Yeah. So if you say, sorry, you're touching, like you're touching me a little much. Yeah. I'd rather you not. If they their reaction just on that. Yeah, can if, be very telling. Yeah, if they shame me, that's a no-go. Yeah. If they, like, if angry, pout, if and they're, they're like, oh, well, I just like you, I'm like... Manipulation. That's fair. You're allowed to like me. That's not a bad thing, but also my boundaries matter. Right? Yeah. So, like, how do they respond when we start having or these they conversations? they get defensive. Or, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. If they, if they are like, oh, my gosh, I'm, to- I'm so sorry. I was totally excited. I just, like, thanks for letting me know. That tells me good things. It means yeah. we can have a conversation. That's a great reaction. Yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> need that. anyone to be perfect. Yeah. I need them to be... Uh, open to hearing me and I need them to respond in a way that helps me set my boundaries rather than hurts. Yes. And we all have struggles with boundaries. Like think about your family. If you say no to your mom. Don't make me. No, I will not. <laughs> does she, does she respect your no or does of she? Of course not. Out? Right. So we're not, we're not set into the world to have great boundaries. So it takes a lot of practice. And I, and I think about that stuff all the time. It is hard for people to set boundaries. So as a partner, like, please show up. 
thank people for setting their boundaries, encourage them to set them, and then go from there. Yeah. I think that's great and a great first half conclusion. Everyone, this is Heather Elizabeth, and I'm going to read a couple little commercials from some sponsors. The month of February here on the podcast is sponsored by Lovecrafters, a non-gendered fantasy sex toy line that offers products like strap-on compatible tentacle dildos, which we just gave away at our last show. The person was ecstatic when they won it. (laughs) Dragon Egg Benoit Balls, yeah, and Squid Butt Plugs. They also have this new um, unicorn horn dildo. Oh, wow. That is exactly... Can you strap it onto your head like a horn? It's, or is it it's just strap shape? compatible, oh so gosh. definitely. Oh, my gosh. Fuck yeah, dual purpose. These geeky and playful products are body safe and handmade using platinum grade silicone. And if you want to hear more about this groovy Toronto artist... And she is groovy. Check out episode 89 of the Bedpost podcast. You're listening to it right now, in which I have the pleasure of interviewing this amazing silicone artist, Shay. She's so cool. Please check it out. And uh, if you want to go one step further and purchase one of these whimsical sex toys, check out the Love Crafters Etsy shop or head on down to our full time sponsors website, comeasyouare.com. And speaking of Come As You Are, this episode has also been brought to you by the worker owners of Come As You Are. They have the particular distinction of being the world's only worker-owned cooperative sex shop. With feminist and anti-capitalist values, Come As You Are only carries sexuality products that they truly believe in and at the lowest price possible. Enter coupon code BEDPOST when you check out at comeasyouare.com to receive a 15% discount. That's bomb. And don't forget that shipping on orders over $50 is free in Canada. So that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T when you visit comeasyouare.com. So, Heather Elizabeth. Can I just say, I'm excited. I'm going to use that coupon code because I am out of gloves. <laughs> I need to restock. After the weekend, I need to restock my latex glove collection. <laughs> Love it. Do you have those like saucy black ones? Yeah. Do you use the black ones or mm-hmm. the purple? I use the black ones. And... Or the blue. Oasis uses the blue. Uh, no, the blue reminds me of medical. I can't get, I'm not a medical fetishist. I can't. So I can't get into it. But the black ones, you know I do what? one inside out so it's smooth. Right. Yeah. Do you know about this? So the Black Please. Dragon gloves. I should, Enlighten me. I didn't bring any because I'm, I'm out of them. Uh, <laughs> but they're textured, right, on the on the outside, yeah. which is great for gripping skin. It's great for opening your lube. But if you turn it inside out and just kind of like quickly blow on it so yeah. all the fingers pop out, the inside is silky smooth, like super soft because they're powder free. So if you're doing a fisting scene, yes. it can be really helpful to, if you're doing a single hand fisting scene to have one inside out because it's smoother and it doesn't smoother. It's smoother. <laughs> and it doesn't have that textured grippiness, right? So you can still you are use your blowing other my hand. mind right now. Thanks. It's really useful. Um, speaking of, did you bring some things? I did. Did you? Do you want to? Do you want to take them out? Sure. This is fun. So you know how we were talking earlier about what did I bring? Okay. You know how we were talking earlier about if you've come into kink with a partner, you kind of already hit the jackpot, right? Yes. But for so many people, when we're not used to asking ourselves, "What do I want in this moment?" It's hard to think about what will actually be fun. Yeah. So I brought two really, really simple. Well, I brought four, but. But um Okay, I brought twenty. <laughs> it was I had to, I had you, had to, to like, you had to choose. Yeah, I had to go through my toy bag and be like, they'll probably scare people, it's fine. It's not let's make this kink accessible. Um but you know, the classic the kind of classic things and 
part of what goes into kink is thinking about our core erotic themes, right? Like what makes something really hot for us? Mm -hmm. For a lot of people, the sensation of feeling powerful, feeling powerless, having power taken from us or Mm -hmm. being able to give up power, which are different, take versus give are different things, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Or how giving to take power or getting power given to us are again, that kind of different thing. Um, There's so many nuances in power so dynamics, many nuances, yes. which is which is beautiful. It means you get to really ta- tailor things to what gets you hot, but you have to do that dig in. I'm I'm the nerdiest sex educator. Y'all. Dig into like, it. I just love digging into this stuff. <laughs> so, so let's talk about like that overwhelmingness, right? Great. Not difficult to do. This is bondage tape. Oh, you can yes. get it as come as you are, and yes. pretty much anywhere. It's really simple. It's really. I did not bring. Scissors? Yeah, I did not do that. <laughs> but it just, like, it tapes to itself, right? Yeah, so it doesn't stick to skin, doesn't stick to hair, but it sticks to itself. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's a really, really simple thing. Yeah. That costs, I don't know, it's under, what, it's like, like 12 bucks. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I, and I mean... It's enough, right? It's, it's going to keep you still. You can also it's use do this the as a blindfold in a pinch. Yeah. You can use this as a mouth gag because it won't stick to people's hair. Yep. You can tie any limbs together. And um, another thing I've done with this tape is like made a cute outfit with it. Yeah? Have you done that? No. Just kind of wrapped it like around yourself and yeah. kind of created like a little kind of corset or a little bodysuit. Oh, awesome. Because like if you go to kink events and you don't exactly like have an outfit, this is like $12 at seduction. Yeah. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> I, once, I, I wound up with about uh, 500 feet of purple saran wrap. Uh-huh. So I did make an outfit out of that. Like yes, we, exactly we the same. Dress. Yeah. And then I did not think about how I would pee. That <laughs> holy thing. <laughs> with the event, I'm like, y'all, I need assistance. And I didn't bring a backup outfit from just like, shit, Anybody well, now got I'm some... naked. Now Oops. I'm naked, yeah. So, so this is great for bondage in a pinch. You don't have to learn a lot of things. Also, I couldn't find my actual blindfold scarf, so I just reached into my closet and, and got grabbed any old a scarf. A long one. The the key is to get a long one as opposed to a square one, right? Okay. You're gonna fold it over a bunch of times, and then you can just move. Yeah. This is this is a silk scarf. It hits that kind of luxury and that kind of um, spontaneous thing, right? This is yeah. something you can do in a couple moments, and it brings the senses into it in a really gorgeous way. So if what's hot for you is the idea of being pampered and being pleasured and being like this, uh, a luxury sex toy for your partner, mm-hmm. right? Or treating your partner like a luxury sex toy. Mm-hmm. This is going to give you more of that feeling than this will, mm-hmm. right? Just because of the mm-hmm. delicate, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's right? light, it's soft to the touch. Yeah. 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 So de- again, depending on what feeling you want to create. Yeah. 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 If you have ties, using a tie to tie someone's hand behind their back, or uh, if you want to ruin a tie, (laughs) using it as a mouth And and I do. (laughs) Right? Um, Then some of the more... But be careful when you're using, I feel like we have to give a kind of a word of warning when you're using items that are not meant for um, tying up and stuff like that, just to be careful that you're, you know, you could be cutting off circulation for somebody oh, you have to, you have stuff to worry like about that, that. For literally everything yeah yeah, yes, yeah 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 literally everything um the advice i will give you is uh so the wrists make mm-hmm. sure that you're putting the outside of the wrists together right because this bone here mm-hmm. is going to protect your soft nervy butts in here mm-hmm. the upper arms <laughs> are a mess of nerves that can cut off your circulation to the bottom yeah so if you want to do intense bondage for sure you're going to need some classes you might want to take a book you might want to find out your local thing Mm -hmm. uh if you just want to tie your partner's hands behind your back Mm -hmm. 
you're they'll be fine. You're you're gonna be okay. Yeah. Um, because this can also bunch. Like this is yeah. specifically made for it, but it can bunch up and press in weird ways. Good point. Yeah. Right. So so just be aware. Be yeah. Be you know. Yeah. Aware and, that it could be a safety issue. So yeah. just don't go. And think Absolutely. About the knot you're using. Make sure you're going to be able to untie it when you're done. Yeah. Have a if have a pair of scissors ready if you're using shears. this. Yeah. yeah. Have some safety shears yeah. ready. Stuff like that. So if you don't, if you if you want to avoid all that stuff, if that seems real complicated. Yeah. I brought these. Yes, beautiful. Oh, I forgot I brought those. Okay, so these are... Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm like... We're doing this? Yeah. <laughs> Will they fit you? So these are my cuffs. Gorgeous. These are beautiful. They're from the Church of Sinvention, yes. which is a Canadian-owned, and they're in Stratford. They have a gorgeous old church. It's a storefront. And they have this little... We're probably not going to be able to see it, but this little thing here that you can put a lock in. Mm. So you can lock someone in it. And I have so it's just a regular buckle, but there is a little loop that you can actually lock it. Love it. And I have uh, quick release cuffs because I don't like bondage. So there you don't want to be in it for too long. It takes yeah. a lot of time. Yeah. So these you just clip on, yeah. and you can tie literally some rope under your mattress and stick people to it. Yeah. Uh, you can put tie the cuffs to each other like this. A lot then, more versatile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And with this, because it's. Um, because it's really soft and smooth on the inside, like it it's, is you very. get that luxury, like texture feeling. It smells like leather. Mm -hmm. uh, they come in a wide variety of colors. If that's important to you, it is for <laughs> aesthetics. Me. Yes, yeah. definitely. Like a lot of this is about mm -hmm. aesthetics as well, right? And they have these are wrist cuffs. They have thigh cuffs. They have collars. You can get a whole matching set. Yes. Um, again, really Fortnite. easy to play with bondage, right? You can just even just taking that taking this, clipping them to each other so you can now haul your partner around by this. You can make them unstable and knock them off. Their balance. Yeah, their, their footing kind of thing, which which creates that taking power, being overwhelmed, kind of like it starts evoking those Yeah, those if that's things. what you're yeah. into. Yeah, yeah. Um, this blindfold is also from the Church's Invention. That is a heavy-duty blindfold. It is. Yes, it's, how um, plush on the inside. Yeah, which feels very strange. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm just going to, like, having been in it, I'm like, <laughs> it's weird to have this kind of, like, fun fur on your eyes. Um, but it's a it's an elastic back, so it's just really, like, it's really accessible. It doesn't matter how big your head is. You can make it... Uh, um, Smaller, adjustable, adjustable. Schma smaller, yeah. smaller, <laughs> smaller. I got, I got distracted thinking about the last, the last time, time I, I wore this. this. This is cool. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, one more tip, one more tip in my bag of goodies. These are all really accessible things. This is a pair of leather gloves. This is straight literally up. Uh, straight up winter leather gloves. <laughs> they have a fashion buckle on them. They do. Pretty. Like that. Um, <laughs> fashion buckle. <laughs> you got to be careful not to hit for someone fashion. with this part. For fashion. But it is. It is for fashion. Uh, leather gloves are really, really fantastic for a couple things. Now you can't feel my skin, mm -hmm. right? If I'm touching you, there's mm -hmm. still some like warmth, right? Yes. There's still a connection. If I'm touching you like this, it could be anyone. Right. Yes. There's a there's a degree of uh, anonymity. 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 <laughs> to gloves. So either the latex gloves, which are super simple, or the blue the blue gloves. Right. Mm -hmm. If you want to do like kind of medical play. Mm -hmm. uh, also, can I hit you for a second? Yes. Okay where? Yes. Uh, I'm gonna hit you on your arm so you can feel the difference. Great. So my hand by itself yes. is stingy. Right. Yes. yes. There's like a wrapping sensation. If I hit you with the gloves, Ooh, thuddier. it's a yeah. thuddy sensation, right? So if your partner doesn't like being spanked barehanded, I can't stand it. I got no time for yeah, barehanded Yeah, you know spankings. what? Hurt. Yeah, like yeah, me too, I think. Um, but this takes that sting right out of it, right? So it's a really different sensation when you're like 
hand spanking your partner. I love this because I I like spanking. I mm-hmm. do, but barehanded spanking, I'm like, it is a it's little really stingy. too stingy. Yeah. But I like the hand. Like, I don't like to use... Uh, like that's my favorite method to get spanked is not using an implement like a paddle or, yeah. or whatever, yeah. but it's yeah. just like, yeah, a little too stingy. So I can't do it for super long. So that is like a really great, a pair of leather gloves. that is like a really great tip. And, uh, they're a little padded on the inside. Yeah. So it helps your hand too. If you're doing the spanking for a long period of time. <laughs> They're not as plush as the inside of this blindfold. No, they're not. They're, but also, I feel like these get more use. <laughs> I really, as, as a top, well, like when I'm topping personally, I really yeah. like, at top or bottom, I really like uh, primal together, lots mm-hmm. of energy, lots of like, what do we evoke in each other and playing with that. So my kink play tends to be very close, very personal, very in my space. I want to be in your space. Um the spanking is great for that because it's like it's uh hands on hands on body mm-hmm. um but yeah like it hurts right <laughs> so we hurts my hand when i punch people sometimes if i'm spanking too long it hurts i don't like stingy stuff so these are great these are great <laughs> if i'm <laughs> punching someone for too long yeah, hey okay can we talk about punching for a little bit because sure. i feel like when people um I, I tend to use the words like rough body play. Yeah. Because I does feel that like. What mean to you? What is that? Yeah. Well, what that means is like, I like, like, I like to be, <laughs> this is kind of funny, but I like to be like punched in the butt. Yep. <laughs> I love that feeling because it's just sending like reverberations very yep. deeply, yep. like that rumbly, you know, type mm-hmm. of a feeling. Mm-hmm. You, you can feel it through your whole. Yeah. Absolutely. Your everything yeah. is like moving and yeah. just on a vibrating on a really satisfying, like low frequency. Yeah. I think, and I think this is where some of the things around kink get really like this stuff <laughs> sounds intense, right? Yeah. But you, you can like punch someone <clears throat> or you can punch someone. Yeah. Like right? slap, slap, yeah. punch. Yeah. Kind yeah, of. yeah. Or yeah. just take your fist and, and dig it into someone, right? Yes. Like, like the, um, Sometimes the like a massage, feeling, like a yeah. the The feeling of violence is a, is enough to evoke that that sensation, mm-hmm. right? Um, I love rough body play too. I love that it gets you in that person's face. I love that it uh, gets for me in the way that I like to play. There's often snarly, bitey. Like it's a whole yeah. like like I uh, I use the word primordial, right? Like I yeah. want to go into our emotions and see what kind of like comes up for both of us because yeah. I love that creative space. Yeah. Um. But when sometimes when you talk to people who don't get it they think that a punch is literally a it's hall, like right? you punching them out across the face yeah, which is very rare yeah that is not <laughs> that somebody's thing. gonna want to do that yeah that's like, not top or bottom <laughs> and i and i so for many years i was involved in coordinating the dungeon at the at sexapalooza which mm-hmm. was a trade show in february mm-hmm. uh that isn't around anymore but the everything to do with sex show yes was yeah. back in october yeah um and people come in and they we have toys out for everyone. So that's a great way. If you can go to a trade show with a community dungeon, there are people to answer your questions. There are toys that you can try out. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't bring whips and canes in here, but they exist and, and, and that's a space where you can try them out. Yeah. People come in with their friends and they just pick up a paddle and they like wail on someone's arm. It's like, why do you like your friend? Like, why would you do that to them? <laughs> right? You so like them. If you're exploring kink like always start low yeah. always like like yeah like cannabis motto is right start low go slow <laughs> it's not a bad memo like motto for kink either yeah 
Yeah. Start I, low, uh, go slow, add layers. Yeah. At, at one point, I was like, oh, I'm into spanking. And then the person just like hits me as hard as they can. I'm like, no. Yeah. No, like, I'm not no. into it now. <laughs> just yeah. like one hit as hard as you possibly can. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Like, it's a very nuanced. It's very yeah. nuanced. And I mean, like, like, how do you know what you don't know? I remember when I got into kink back in 2005. Uh, people are like, well, do you like that you're stingy? And I'm like, ooh, uh, I don't... stingy? And then they do it, and I'm like, no, no, that no, 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 stingy. I like fatty. And then they do it, and I'm like, I don't like that either. Yeah. And then I learned to say, like, okay, so this is what warm-up works for me, right? Because warm-up is, is like the foreplay of the BDSM, right? Mm-hmm. You're getting yourself ready. You're getting your body ready to take that. You're getting in the right headspace and the right mood. You're literally physically warming up the skin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and learning how to talk about that because at the time the idea of warm-up was that you like rub someone with like bunny fur and then you Mm. like spank them a little bit but I don't bunny fur doesn't do anything for me it's not a sensation I particularly enjoy yeah um I I would prefer having my face rubbed in the dirt rather than bunny fur right that'll get me in the headspace that That is very Uh, primal yeah spanking (laughs) doesn't feel good right but Mm. a gloved hand or punching like light punching like my butt like a speed bag yeah that's what I like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's kind of those are my warm up things and Mm. unfortunately like some of this stuff is somatic. You can't learn what you like versus what you don't like until you actually start to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so having a journal, right, to just, like, process your kink experiences as you have them top, bottom, switch, doesn't matter what. Mm-hmm. Just think about, like, what sensations did I like? What was challenging about that scene? What really worked for me? Where might I like to go next? Mm-hmm. So that when you're doing this reflective stuff with your partner, whether it's an ongoing relationship or... Uh, a casual hookup, but that you see more than once or twice, you can come back to that information and say, like, I really like this. I didn't super love that. I'm curious about this. Mm -hmm. And and start to have those conversations. Yeah, can we do more of this and maybe go further with that particular thing? Mm -hmm. And I think that's just Mm -hmm. a great thing to do after any type of sexual encounter is have a debrief about, Mm -hmm. I always do that. I'm like, what was your favorite part? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need a little space and time before I want to do that. Like, I need a couple... bliss out just to oh for like a whole week yeah before you process i don't want to dig into it i just enjoy the moment Mm -hmm. um and i did have people that have like demanded essays from me but weren't willing to give their feedback back it was very one-sided and that wasn't cool for me Hmm. but um but that and then remembering to keep it casual too right like you don't have to sit each across from each other and have like this you don't have to have your charts out yeah your survey you can can have coffee with someone you can actually touch someone's body and be like this is how i like this is how i feel yeah yeah heather elizabeth we are (laughs) at time oh my god you've been such a great guest thank you and i'm so excited that uh i didn't even say it yet this is our uh first uh podcast in the studio uh here at pacific junction so i'm so excited that i always had to have you for my first guest i love cherries it's so good (laughs) i love cherries yum 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 um are you able to tell us and tell people uh, where we can find you, you know, all, all your yeah, social media yeah, yeah, stuff? Yeah. So, okay. Uh, Not where we can find you. Tell us your address. I'll tell you my home. You we can will. stalk me. <laughs> where can I find you? <laughs> I promise you I'm transit accessible. Um, 
Uh, so where do you find me? So if you're interested in, uh, it's facebook.com slash heatherelizabeth.ca. Great. The easiest website to find me is heatherelizabeth.ca. Great. On Twitter, I'm at MissHC. On FetLife, I'm Heather. Like, I'm literally Heather. You got Heather? I got Heather. Just Heather. I've been around a while. Damn, you've been on FetLife. I've been around a while. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, and if you want to see me in person, actually, on Valentine's Day, I'm going to be with hashtag MomsTO. Yeah. Doing, uh, I'm their guest expert for Valentine's Day, so it's like a little lunch and mix and mingle, and we're going to hang out and talk about, like, what moms on maternity leave want to talk about, about sex. Probably will be very different than this Than this combo. (laughs) Probably. But you never know. Uh, and then at the Some end of the moms. month, I'm going to be at Playground. So do you, Playground you conference. talking about Playground Conference? Yep. Yeah. So I'm doing uh, a session on, like, stepping off the relationship escalator. Love it. So kind of like, how do we how do we design our own relationships? There are graphs involved and charts. Like, we got some nerdy stuff. Uh, myself and Eva, who heads up Polyamorous Toronto, or yep. Polyteo. Mm-hmm. And then also, J.P. Robichaud and I are talking about relationship alchemy. Wow. And there are, again, really nerdy charts. There's a D&D alignment chart that has been worked into that. Damn. <laughs> really nerdy. I'm really excited. <laughs> That's so amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm on, on Valentine's Day. I'm doing a fun, sexy thing as well. I'm, yeah? doing, I'm doing that storytelling event, Kiss and Tell. Oh, so amazing. I might uh, talk about my... Uh, squirting journey my weird squirting journey I think that's what I've decided on is that a live show like I don't have evening plans yeah it's afternoon plans oh oh, girl girl it's at the bad dog theater Uh um I think it starts at 11 p.m so it's a late one yeah maybe 10 p.m but also maybe 11 um on February 14th Valentine's Day we're gonna be doing a lot of sexy storytelling um there are a lot of amazing performers most of them very funny comedians unlike myself (laughs) (laughs) I have a different allure than comedy But Heather, thank you so very much for coming on the podcast today and coming on our first YouTube vid. Yeah. And everyone, I'm Erin Pym, and this has been the Bedpost Podcast. A check back weekly, everyone, because we release a new episode every single Friday. If you want to rate and review the podcast on iTunes while you're there, I'll love you forever. Um, If you're in Toronto and want to see the Bedpost Sex and Sexuality Variety Show, our sex, our our sex, 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 our stage (laughs) show runs at the Social Capital Theatre the third Friday of every month at 8 and on the last Tuesday of every month at the Super Wonder Gallery at 9. For more information on everything Bedpost, you can follow us on social media. We're also at bedpost.ca. If you want to uh, email me for any reason, I'm at thebedpostsexshow at gmail.com. Wrapping up here, I want to give a big shout out to Eggplant Media and the folks at the Pacific Junction for making our YouTube content possible. And lastly, the Bedpost podcast features original music by Stephanie Copeland, who can be reached at her website, stephcopelandmusic.com. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.